You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the sea, to the territory of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, at once a man from the tombs who had an unclean spirit met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs, and no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. In fact, he had frequently been found with shackles and chains, but the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles smashed, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the hillsides, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High, of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. He had been saying to him, Unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, What is your name? Can you close the door, please? There's people talking out there. Can you please close the door? There are people talking. He replied, Legion is my name. There are many of us. And he pleaded earnestly with him not to drive them away from that territory. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside. And they pleaded with him, send us into the swine, let us enter them. And he let them, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. The herd of about 2,000 rushed down a steep bank into the sea where they were drowned. The swine herds ran away and reported the incident in the town and throughout the countryside. And people came out to see what had happened. As they approached Jesus, they caught sight of the man who had been possessed by legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind. And they were seized with fear. Those who witnessed the incident explained to them what had happened to the possessed man and to the swine. Then they began to beg him to leave their district. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed pleaded to remain with him. But Jesus would not permit him, but told him instead, go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis what Jesus had done for him, and all were amazed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Dina, could you please close the door of the guy where, where the person is talking and ask him to speak softly? Thank you. Today at lunchtime, a couple of the priests were talking about this passage of the Gospel, and at the very end, the lines which 
Jesus exchanges with the, with the man. He says, go home to your family and announce to them. But this man wanted to go with Jesus, a disciple. And here we have a discernment of vocation and mission. Not everybody has to do the task of everybody else. Sometimes people are drawn to do one task, but they might need to get good advice on what task they should do. And everybody has a mission. And for some people, it's at their home, in their neighborhood. And for others, like Peter, James, and John, they were called to leave where they were living and to go and go as far as Rome and all the countries around the Mediterranean, the apostles were sent out to do that. And it's an interesting point that everybody has an important mission to do where they are. Everybody, Mary Magdalene, Peter, all the disciples of Jesus experienced an incredible blessing in contact with him. And they all had a mission, but some were sent around the Mediterranean, across the world. Others were sent back to their home. That's where your mission is. Your mission is there in that area. And that's a very important mission. And at the end of the day, the one who accomplishes all of the mission, everybody who accomplishes all of the mission, is actually doing it because of grace. Nobody answers God's call without grace. It's impossible to accomplish anything in the spiritual life without grace. Uh, the growth of faith in the heart is through the Holy Spirit. But different people have different tasks to do it. And sometimes we tend, humanly speaking, to measure the big mission some people do and the unnoticed mission other people do and make a big difference. But we have no idea how that is in God's sight. It could be very different. We will have lots of surprises after the last judgment. <laughs> it's interesting to comment a little bit about uh, Ab Absalom. So Ab is father, and Shalom is peace. So his name is father and peace. I'm not sure if it's father of peace or my father is peace or my father is peaceful. <laughs> so, but anyway, what we see here is that there's no peace between David and his son. And this probably didn't happen at that moment, this dispute. David is taken by surprise. So there's a whole history involved here and obviously, David's own relationships were very selfish at many times. And how do you uh, know the impact of things we do, bad things we do, and good things we do? We don't, the impact is beyond our vision most of the time. And some people think they can take a selfish act because it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, you don't know. You have no idea. And so there's a very complex relationship between all of us, and especially in a family, and especially in a family of power, a family of a lot of money, but also in a poor family, because their issues are very significant for them personally. 
They mightn't be in the mega box, they won't make the big movies uh, in the, in, on television, but they're just as important in terms of volume and uh, relative importance to the members. And there can be terrible fights. And just like this man that's angry because of the devil disturbing him, there's quite a devil disturbing Absalom. And there's also quite a devil disturbing the guy who is accusing David and throwing his sins in his face. And David lets him do it because when we're offended and insulted by others, that's the great maturity of David at this moment, that can be a great blessing because it can bring us to deeper conversion interiorly and to offer that up to God and say, I'm in God's hands. He is my judge. I have done wrong many times in the past. I count on his mercy. So there's a great path here that David makes, uh, is making up the Mount of Olives with his weeping over his son. And Jesus will weep at the Mount of Olives in Gethsemane. He will weep on the Mount of Olives over Jerusalem. How often have I wanted to gather you together? And then there's the guy who wants to wipe out the man who is attacking David with anger. He wants to cut off his head. And there's another relationship field between somebody close to David, one of his troops, one of his soldiers, one of his servants, how he wants to defend David against another and thereby do a great injustice that's outside of his control. Do not kill. It didn't say do not kill those who, don't, who insult you. Do not kill those who lie to you. Do not kill. It says don't kill. Period. And this guy takes the freedom because he has power. He has a sword. He's with the king. And he thinks he can use this power to neutralize this person. Lord, rise up and save me. And actually, Abishai needs to hear this, and Shimei needs to hear this, and Absalom needs to hear this, and David is the one who hears it. The Lord will rise up and save me. And that's the greatness of the, of the sinner who converts. Lord, save me, I perish. And this is what's happening with this man who is possessed of demons right across the lake, it's the place where we remember this miracle is right across the lake in front of us. It's eight miles across, and right there is the memorial in Cursi of this miracle, that he is freed from the demons. And you know, sometimes people are very impressed when they see a movie like The Exorcist, but actually the sacrament of reconciliation is more powerful than exorcism. Because when God allows possession of one form or another, uh, it's at a different level than when we commit sin. When we commit sin, it's in the deepest level of our heart. It could have many mitigating factors if we were unstable, if we were exhausted, if we were under pressure, all these other things. But it's still from our decision to say yes or no to grace, to the Holy Spirit to the movement of generosity or the movement of hardness of heart. And that's why sin is more lethal than even uh, possession. Possession is terrible. It's a terrible suffering. 
and we need to pray for everybody who is troubled and who, is, who needs help in that area. And there is wonderful service in the diocese around the world and the great gift of exorcism. It's a very serious ministry that needs a lot of prayer and preparation. And obviously it's God's work through his ministers. It's not something to play with. And some people get involved with the occult and that's very, very unadvisable, very dangerous. So let us pray for our world today to be reconciled with God, to be reconciled in our families and to open up our hearts for grace. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.